Welcome to Pure and Simple, a podcast from NCMPR that spotlights community college marketing and PR professionals. Hear from NCMPR members as they share their personal and professional experiences and tell stories from the field. I'm your host, Jeff Julian, a proud member of NCMPR and Chief of Staff at Harper College in Palatine, Illinois. This episode of Pure and Simple was recorded live at NCMPR's Renaissance in the Rockies National Conference on March 25th. Our guests all graduated from the 2021-22 cohort of the Leadership Institute. They are Leslie Willett, Associate Director of Integrated Marketing and Communications at Bunker Hill Community College in Massachusetts. David Barnhart, Director of Communications and Student Recruitment at West Virginia Northern Community College. And Stephanie Reyna, New Media and Marketing Specialist at Saddleback College in California. We apologize for the technical difficulties encountered during this episode. All right. We're back. We are back. We are back. We're back. We're as good as we can get. That's right. Yeah, I made some space. All right. Let me pick up the pieces here. Holy cow. We are we are pretty loose now, right? <laughs> All right. Welcome to Pure and Simple. Let's do some of that over again. Uh, no, we will uh, we'll handle that down the line. So, thank you guys for being super patient. We are so appreciative. So, um, again, I'm going to ask you all this question: Why the Leadership Institute? What what was it about? What you read about the description or? The, the moment in time in your career, what made you want to be a part of the Leadership Institute? Let's start with Stephanie. Sure. So um, I receive the NCMPR emails and I read them. Oh, and very good. I, We'd you. love to hear that. Thank you. Open rate just went up. Um, and I saw that it mentioned <laughs> the Leadership Institute and I thought, that's very cool for someone else. And I quickly deleted the email and didn't think about it any any more than that. And um, my director actually was the one that said, like, hey, did you see that, e- that email from NCMPR about the Leadership Institute? And I said, I sure did, and I deleted it. And she said, well, <laughs> have you given it any thought? And I said, no, because I am not in a leadership role. Like, why would I do such a thing? And she said, no, I really think you should take this opportunity. You don't necessarily have to be a leader. This may be a great opportunity for you to learn. And, you know, this may prepare you for the next, whatever's next in in your journey. This could be a really good stepping stone for you. And I hadn't really thought of it that way. I just assumed, like, I'm not a leader. This isn't for me. You have to be a leader. You have to be a director, a manager to do something like this. And she was super encouraging And so I was like, okay, let me go ahead and and apply for this. And when I looked at the application, it required a letter from your president, and that scared me a little bit because I'd only really worked with my president the last two years virtually, like most of us. And I didn't feel like I had that relationship with him where I could say, like, yo, will you vouch for me? (laughs) And, you know, thankfully he did. He knew the work that we did out of our office. My director was really great about giving credit where credit was due. So he knew what was mine and what wasn't mine. And he liked the work that I did. And so he wrote a really lovely letter. And that then, you know, helped me feel better about doing this, embarking on this leadership journey. And so that, that was it. I had support. And because I had that support from my director, I felt confident in, in moving forward and pursuing this. That's awesome. Leslie, how about you? Similar to Stephanie, I was kind of encouraged by my boss to apply. My One of my goals in my strategic plan from the year before was a little more professional development. 
But because of COVID, there was kind of a travel moratorium. You know, people were pulling back on paying for the, that kind of thing. But um, but it was going to be lifted. So I went ahead and applied, and I actually applied for the scholarship too. Um, and I'm, I'm truly grateful that my boss put me up for it because, like, like Stephanie, I kind of just deleted it, and then she forwarded it to me, saying, "You should apply for this." So, um, so, th- so that's how I kind of came about it. And to back up a little bit, I'm fairly new to my position. Um, I started in January 2020, six weeks before the pandemic hit. Um, so, you know, the world was spun. It's like um, being double new. Yeah. So um, I was still onboarding and still learning about NCMPR. Um, again, my boss said you should be a member of NCMPR. So I. Um, quickly signed up for that and so was still learning about it um, so I I said this will be great it's professional development and I'll learn more about NCMPR so that's where I landed David last but not least can we please note I did not delete the email when I got it <laughs> alright you get points for that <laughs> the only one um, so I am new to newer to higher ed I did not come from higher ed I've been in my current position just for a couple of years and so I thought this was a great opportunity to learn more about higher ed. Um, little known fact about me, I love people, so I love connecting <laughs> with people. So I thought this was a great way to connect, obviously, with, with my peers and my colleagues. So, um, so yeah, so I was really excited when I saw that opportunity. I, I mean, I thought, gave it some thought, but I didn't delete it. And then I thought, you know, this is just going to be a good stepping stone to learn more about higher ed and connect with people. So... Talk a little bit about the the institute itself and the and and the process and you know we came in early the uh, members of the NCMPR board we got to see your all of your presentations we got to see kind of the culmination of that of that journey about ten ten months if I if if, if I remember correctly but I'm kind of curious what it was like at the at the very outset as you kind of uh, joined the, the 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 program and then got to know one another because. Um, you know, seeing the end product, obviously, you know, you've got this close knit cohort now, but what was it like at the beginning of the, of the, of the program? You know, it was interesting because when we first started out in June of last year, um, half of us were in person and half of us were virtual. So obviously we're in this new world of trying to connect, um, you know, and bringing 18 individuals together with very diverse backgrounds. Um, you know, it was, it was interesting at, at first to, um, you know, those first couple meetings to get to know everybody and feel your way out um, around, but had no idea the journey we were about to embark on. And it was amazing. You know, we meet monthly, we talk about leadership, we talk about our challenges in our own jobs. Um, some people got very personal with their journeys, which was great, you know, allowed people to be vulnerable and for us to see the real people. And then when we came here in Denver a couple days ago, it was amazing that first night just to see everybody together. And, you know, I mean, it's like you're hanging out with some of your best friends. Um, so it really was much more than I anticipated, not just about leadership, but it was about connecting with some pretty awesome people. Great. Leslie, Stephanie, thoughts? So I, I, I echo everything that David said. And um, we were at the lunch um, just a few days ago at our graduation and I was asked, you know, what's a word or phrase that we use to, to kind of categorize a leadership Institute and it's relationship building because that's how it started and that's how it ended. (laughs) And then everything in between. Um, And like David said, we, we really felt like our, our zoom meetings were kind of a safe place to, um, 
to talk about best practices and, you know, a little bit of the clinical aspects of our job, but also just talk about leadership in general, whether it's on your personal life or your professional life. And, um, you know, I couldn't wait to be in person to meet everyone yeah. <laughs> face to face. So. Yeah, I mean, there, what what else is there to add? Um, it, definitely a unique experience in that we were all virtual across the country, um, you know, and just I've been a member of NCNPR for almost 12 years now. Doesn't matter where you are in the country, we all run into the same nonsense. Right, right. <laughs> and so it's there's something that immediately bonds you when you're like, oh, you're in this part of the country. Same nonsense over there, huh? Right. And so you can just really bond over those things. And then just hearing, I mean, everybody ended up being so encouraging, too. We're all in such different parts of our journeys. I mean, they're both new to higher ed. I've been in higher ed for 12 years, but I'm not a director. So just that really encouraging tone of, you know, we're all here because we all have the right mindset. We all want to do leadership things. Um, but what does that look like for each of us in our roles? And, and you know, we're just growing together and, and hearing each other. It was just, just a very cool, unique opportunity. You all took the Clifton Strengths Finders as part of the um, Leadership Institute, and I found it interesting listening to all of you during your presentations, um, including the other members of the cohort. That many didn't like their strengths that uh, that, that that were identified. What were, did did you all feel that way? And in, in, in what was it about a particular strength that you thought this isn't me, or I don't I don't want this to be me? Did anyone have a negative? I did not. I, mine okay. were spot on. And it just further, for me, further supported, like, I am the way I am, and I really need to lean into those strengths. Yeah. I think a big part of what, so Peggy is our, our leader of the group, she really helped us reframe um you know, our skills and don't worry so much. I think a lot of us live in the space of I'm not good at that. And gosh, I really need to grow in that. And she really reframed it and help us all move back into the house of these are my strengths. This is where I need to spend my energy. And then I need to identify folks in my orbit to bring in to supplement where I need assistance. And there's vulnerability in that. Right. And this program helped us say, like, it's okay to not be all the things. Lean into what you know and then really look to others and go, you know what? You're great at this. I need you on my team. How can I support you to further um, be better at what you're better at? And by giving you, putting the light on you, we all grow together. And that was like, oh my God, duh, what a, that's not a foreign concept, yeah. but to hear it and say, you know, do you and let others do what they do well. Well, of course we're all going to advance, you know, so that was really helpful. Yeah, no, that, I, I'll jump into that. I think one of the examples, I don't know if it was from that book or from the other book, but um, it was, you know, say you're you're really bad at math, and mm-hmm. then you know you you should get a tutor because you're really bad at math. You're and that's your weak spot. The opposite should happen. You should you should be pumped up by things that you're really really good at, and then you get better at it, like leadership. Um, so I think you know for my my top five, and I should have I should have continued and gone for the whole list because yeah. I'm curious what was number six. Right. Um, <laughs> what was um, it? Yeah. But, you know, positivity, input, you know, those were discipline was, were part of mine. And um, it was there. 
and it made sense to me. It, but I also think, okay, I um, I'm part of an 11 person division, and I supervise two people. Um, how can I bring positivity and relater was another one um, to my team and 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 make myself better at it to make them better at it. So yeah, yeah. so that was an interesting exercise. <laughs> David, you had. Um a very unique trait that um, that you were surprised that uh, others didn't have have in the room. Talk about your unique trait and, and maybe even how it's supposed to be said. Right. So one of my one of my <laughs> yeah. Be very careful when you scream into woo! the microphone. <laughs> yeah, he because was a woo. It depends on how you it. say it, and it stands for winning others over. Yeah. Um, so you know, when I did a deep dive, when I it was identified, and I think we all know our strengths, but sometimes we just need to to focus on them and, and learn a little bit more about them and how to use them more in our daily lives. So winning others over, so connecting with people, uh, building relationships, meeting new people, which is is totally me. That was spot on. Um, but um, you know, I when when we looked at it or when I looked at it, um, our first meeting, I was like, well, everybody's going to have that. We're all in the communications you know, field. So everybody loves to meet people, right? <laughs> Turns out I was the only one in the group out of 18 of That's us really that had that trait. Right. So I was blown away yeah. um, by it. And so, um, but you know, it, like I said, I mean, it really helped me to look at that trait and why, you know, it's a strength of mine and how I can further develop that. How can I help um, so I was like, man, I was like, this group of people needs help connecting, apparently. So I'm going to connect every single person. So I really, you know, tried to reach out to people and um, build those relationships. And, um, you know, I think during this in-person time, you know, we spent a lot of time together. And um, I will always be like, so who's heading down to the bar? Um, let's get together, <laughs> yeah. people. Come on. Um, and so, you know, we've we've been able to to connect that way. But, yeah, I was I was really surprised. In, to learn that a lot of my colleagues on this group are introverted. Um, and so, you know, people do sometimes drain them. And I get that. Yeah. Leadership is tough. Um, you know, I, I can relate my own experience as a, you know, when I was a many moons ago, a first time uh, manager, leader, whatever, and leaving work in the middle of the day to have like an ugly cry at a nature preserve somewhere because things were going horribly. Right. Um, so what kind of tough moments have you all had in your, in your careers where, where you could see this program helping you in, in, in the future, or maybe the better question is just what, what tenants from this program do you think you'll take forward for, for, for tough moments? Cause when I, when I saw this program, I thought, boy, I, I could have used this 15 years ago. This would have been great. Like, here's the job. Now go to this program so you're not an idiot when you get back, you know? So what 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 did you learn from from the program that you think will help you with challenges in the future? You know, I guess one thing I can say is that, you know, leadership sometimes is very lonely. Um, you know, sometimes yeah. you're you're by yourself. You've got to make that decision. Maybe nobody's on board. Um, I think we now have um, you know 17 colleagues to maybe reach out to right. um, that aren't in your organization to say, hey, you know, this is what I'm facing. Have you faced it? Or, I mean, there were in our presentations, there were tears shed yeah. during our presentations, and so I think we're all very comfortable with each other. And so I would have no problem reaching out to any of those 17 other people and saying, hey, I'm in a tough spot. Can you help me out? Um, even if I have to cry to them, I think yeah. they will welcome that. <laughs> right. Um, because we did that the other day. So that has really something that was completely unexpected. I've been through a lot of leadership trainings, um, and I've never had kind of that um, sort of experience before. 
Um, I think leadership means, you know, different things to different people. And as far as being in, like, you know, thinking of a tough situation, I haven't really been in really a tough situation other than um, the people that I'm leading or supervising have a different skill set from from me. So, um, for instance, I, I, you know, I supervise a videographer and I, I wouldn't, know how to do his job and so in our one-on-ones we you know I kind of learn a little bit from him and you know I help him with scripting and um so I find it I find it it's it's a great it's a great way to lead by learning from from others so you know leadership can be defined in in various ways um so I I I think this institute helped kind of bring light to um, all the aspects of leadership. It's funny. Uh, it, it, this won't work on the podcast, but when you said light, the lights dimmed for a yes. minute, and then they came back up. So you have fun. the power. You've done. <laughs> you've done, obviously you've learned a lot from the leadership institute, including how to control the lights remotely. So very nice with your brain. Um, you know that that's a great question, Jeff. And I'm not uh, twelve years in education. I feel like I've cried a lot. <laughs> Um, and I think it all stems from frustration and it's, you know, frustration that your leaders don't understand you frustration that things aren't turning out the way you intended them to frustration, you know, for a multitude of reasons. Um, uh, again, not being in a director role, I am someone's team. I am responsible for, for, you know, carrying the weight as much as they're carrying the weight. So I think their wins are my wins, their failures are my failures. So I think in, from my position in the last 12 years, I've learned from my leaders and seen you know, how they react when things go poorly and how they react when things go well. Um, you know, One of my directors was Andrew Hanstein, who was very heavily involved in NCMPR mm-hmm. for many years. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I'm involved. You know, she's someone that I've learned a lot of lessons from, too. Um, as a leader, my current director, I've learned a ton of lessons from. And then this just further solidifies. This program has further solidified. Now I understand them both even more. Right. You know, I understand how Andrea was able to get the wins she she did. I'm able to see how my director now, Jenny, is able to get her wins and how she leverages her influence. Those lessons I now understand and now I can apply for my position now, but also moving forward. Um, so I think, again, my perspective is a little bit unique in that I don't manage people. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> but it's really just, it's helpful. If you... This group, too, if you continue learning, you're going to continue to excel. And right. a lot of that is self, um, you know, self-observation. What went well? What didn't go well? What role did I play in this? Um, so I think that's a big part of this, too, is you need that. I think that's why we were all so vulnerable. You have to look inward and go, ooh, am I embracing that? Am I harnessing that about myself? Or is that something that I'm, like, shoving to the side when I really should be owning that and leaning into that and seeing how that will benefit me. Yeah. David, go ahead. So I'm going to tell on Stephanie a little bit because I thought this was a really neat moment early on in our, our journey. Um, you know, I, I forget what the particular subject we were talking about, but Stephanie said something early on um, in this past summer that said, I'm not a leader. And Peggy's like, whoa, 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 you are a leader. And she's like, well, I don't manage people. And she's like, but you're a leader. And Stephanie has so many great leadership qualities that we've come to learn about over the last, um, you know, 10 months. Oh boy, she's not going to fit out the room. <laughs> the door's not big enough. 
And so I just, I think it was a good lesson, you know, for all of us, no matter what position we're in or for anybody out there that everybody is a leader. Everybody can be a leader. So everybody should be working on developing those leadership skills. Even if you don't manage people, even if you don't see yourself as a leader, you do have leadership capabilities. And I think, you know, a lot of us has seen what, you know, some of the stuff that Stephanie has contributed to and have been in awe. So just remember, people are always watching and you do, you are displaying leadership qualities. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you said that, David, because I I thought that was a powerful lesson from, from, from the program. And I don't think it's one that, that um, we communicate well um, for, for, for our teams, for, uh, people just in, in general that you can lead anywhere in an institution. You don't just have to be at the top or a, the head of a team. You can display your leadership any day of the week. If you support a student, uh, you know, that you uh, find lost in the hall is having a, a difficulty. There's many opportunities to lead. And I thought that was very well, well, well put in the, in the leadership program. Uh, Leslie, you were going to say something. I was just going to add one more thing to that is, is you're a leader. If, you know, your director asked you to, you know, ask your advice on something or asked you to do something. If you were asked to work on a project, right. they're trusting you yep. to lead or to be. Yeah. So that's, that's another aspect of leadership. That's yeah. I just wanted to piggyback on that. that that's a, and, and think about that. That's a powerful message to your teams, too, or to your colleagues that, hey, you're leading this initiative, as you said, or this project. So, yeah. Very, very good. Let's talk about some of your, your projects, um, which were, were I, I learned a lot. While I was there, and Leslie, since since you have the microphone, I'm, I, let's talk a little bit about your idea about leading an effective meeting because, boy, people struggle with that. Um, I think we've all sat in our fair share of, of bad meetings that <laughs> that we wish we weren't in. It's a it's a, something I'm, I'm interested in. So maybe just a, you know, I, I loved what you said about um, be respectful of people's time, right? And you know, if you, do you really need this meeting? Talk talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, without regurgitating the entire <laughs> speech, I I chose that topic just because I think um, the pandemic kind of exacerbated the amount of meetings that we all have. Right. Um, and I was, like I had mentioned um, at the beginning, I, I'm not only am I new to higher ed, but I was new to this job. And one way to get acclimated and orientated was to be in a lot of meetings to listen and learn. My boss happened to be on vacation that that week that everything shut down. And so she's like, yeah, you're now on the emergency management team. <laughs> and I was still onboarding. So um, so I met with the president and CFO. So I was meeting with very high level um, folks at our college. And quickly, they they were looking to me to help make decisions and communicating, you know, what's next, right? So, so that was kind of, I was thrown into it. But then they trusted me to make make decisions. So, so part of my um, how to run an effective meeting speech was be, being respectful of people's time and not and letting them talk. And if, listening was a huge thing for me. Don't talk over people. Everyone in the meeting should have a voice um, because sometimes you're invited to a meeting. You just and it's virtual. And you're just sitting there and just waiting. Should I talk? Do they mm-hmm. want me to say anything? Mm-hmm. You know. So I think everyone that's invited to the meeting should have a voice and be respectful. And being courteous is, the, I think, the most important thing in being part of a meeting and having action items. I mean, that's why you're invited to these meetings. And ultimately, you're going to be doing some work afterwards. So, 
Yeah, it's it's interesting that you said that about you know kindness and, and courtesy because David, you you sort of brought that up too in your um, presentation. Um, show respect even when they criticize was, was something that you said that that resonated with me. Talk talk a little bit more about about that. Yeah, so you know, um, having somebody come in your office and you know. I think one thing I've learned in my career in marketing is that everybody can do marketing, of course, obviously. Yeah, so they, right. all have, they all have ideas yeah. about marketing. Got a lot of experts, right? But there are. Everybody is in marketing. So they walk into your office and they you know, tell you how to do your job. And your first inclination might be, you know what? Stay in your own lane. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't do that. You've got to embrace it. I mean, they were passionate enough to walk through the door. It probably took some courage to walk through the door, sit in your office and say, hey, what about this? What about this? Um, so usually the first thing out of my mouth is thank you for coming in and sharing with me. Um, and then, you know, again, it just goes back to that relationship building and building that relationship, showing respect. Um, you know, everybody brings value to the table. I said some more than others the other day, but Mm -hmm. everybody brings value. So, you know, really embrace that and thank them. And there have been so many great ideas that have come out of that. Um, after you get past that, you know, how are you marketing my program? What are you doing for me? Um, but once you get past that initial um, conversation, then some good things can be had if you cut them off right away and put up a barrier or fold your arms, that that good stuff is not going to happen. So you've got to embrace that. Yeah. Stephanie, you sort of used your presentation to kind of weave in all of the the, the, the laws from the from the book and remind me of the title of the book you all read. The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by Mr. Maxwell. And you had kind of told the story about a colleague of yours who was building a business. Mm -hmm. And you, while you were telling the story, you were building with, it it, was a Jenga block. It was. And uh, I was curious, I'm assuming that was part of what you were doing was, you know, demonstrating kind of building upon the laws, but it also seemed like it helped you tell the story for yourself as well as you were going through that. So I was curious about your method and then um, which, which of the laws you think is, is the most important one. Uh, (laughs) There is no one more important than the other. It really all is relative. I mean, um, you know, the story that I told about my friend, he is a, a, a learner through and through. I mentioned in my presentation that when I went to go, so at the end of my presentation, I gave away a cake ball as a treat and I had to go pick them up and he was there, the office, his bakery. And I said like, Hey, by the way, I'm doing my presentation on the bakery and I'm using the laws. And he says, Oh, by John C. Maxwell. I was like, I should have known. (laughs) I should have known that you are a student through and through that you've read this book, that you know, this book, you have this book earmarked. And I could have been talking to you about this book for 10 months now. Um, But, you know, like his world and our world, you really have to lean into the same concept. It doesn't really matter. He's leading a bakery. We're leading marketing offices and and helping presidents. And, you know, it's no different. Those rules apply. um, Those laws apply to whatever it is you're doing. And some you have to uh, use more than others. Um, you know, I, in my example, the reason I was able to tell a story is because I'm in his inner circle, the law of the inner circle. And he's, I'm, you know, he keeps his circle very tight. I'm in that circle. We've talked about marketing stuff a million and one times. What do I in education have to give to him in the world of bakery? But the rules are still there. The laws apply. The ideas flow back and forth because it's all, it can be used, just applied differently. Um, so I don't know that there's any one rule. Um, and then to your point about the Jenga, 
you got it. So it's building, right? And what I was going to do initially was have two towers and one, Matt was waiting for the tower to fall. One, (laughs) I was going to remove for everyone that I added in. Okay. Because it's true, you cannot build a solid foundation and continue to grow if you're not recognizing these laws, applying them to your growth. It's just not possible. You're going to have gaps and, and you may get far, but you know, you're just one block away from right. everything falling down. Yeah. No, it was, it was it was very effective. So we've got a little bit of time left and I wanna make sure that we hear from each of you about why why you think someone should sign up for the Leadership Institute. So why don't we start with Stephanie? Sure. Um, so I, I think, I don't know if I've sent this to others. I, I was talking to Ricardo earlier. Um, wherever you are in your organization, and, and like um, David mentioned, you can lead from anywhere in your organization. You do not have to be a director, a, a manager. That was such a tough nut for me to crack. Um, that's also the reason why I was so hesitant to join. I, I just couldn't fathom, like, I don't have that title. How could I do that? So I'm really encouraging people, um, doesn't matter what your position is at your college, you will have influence that you can um, share with others. You can be in other, you can be active in other parts of your college. You can be on a committee where your leadership can come in clutch. You can be um, part of your union if you have one or your classified senate where your leadership can really help pave a path forward um so that's my biggest piece is don't let your title be a roadblock to you um joining leadership and exploring that side of yourself great leslie um so i've had a couple folks here ask me because i haven't asked me button button yes. on. um <laughs> And, you know, I think I mentioned it earlier, but um, just building relationships is, um, it's so important in our field of marketing and communications and PR and learning, um, learning from the 18 of us together, everyone had a different title, you know, you know, people had, some had director in their title, but some were marketing specialists or graphic designers. And um, I thought that was really cool to see kind of the, our cohort have so many different hats on and collectively, you know, we, we all lead in different ways, but I would just say to build relationships so you can reach out at any moment and just say, Hey, you know, right. <laughs> what do you think about this? So, right. um, and you know, and, and our fearless leader, Peggy Young, I'm going to do a shout out for her because she really facilitated our monthly um, meetings so well and did, you know, we had a little fun first five or 10 minutes. Then we got into, you know, our homework and, you know, and then it, she, it was thought provoking um, and just say, how can I, how can I go back to my job now and, and make, you know, make my job better and better for others. So that's uh, and professional development. Who doesn't need more of that? That's right. David, you know, leadership is, is an art, you know, it's not a science, it's an art. And one of my strategies have been, and I think, you know, an important strategy is, um, you know, and I said this in my final presentation the other day, that it's not rocket science. Um, you know, some of the things we shared in our presentation, some of the things I shared about building relationships, we all know how to do that. But, you know, an important strategy is constantly just refreshing and reminding yourself about leadership and honing in on those skills. You know, we all got in our positions because we were leaders, 
but yet we sit behind a computer sometimes and we get lost in it in the day-to-day and we need to be reminded of what got us to where we are today and still hone those those characteristics and still practice those. So the Leadership Institute is a great opportunity to remind you of your strengths, of your skills, and how to further develop them. Um, so you don't just get lost in your day and forget about those things. And you do take time to go out and connect with people and build those relationships or whatever your strengths may be and hone in on those. So I think I would encourage anybody to to participate because it's going to be a chance for you to connect with some great people and also just those reminders of what you need to continue to do, continue to learn. I mean, it's a lifelong journey, no matter where you are in your career. So you need those constant reminders of how to be a better leader. Excellent. David, Leslie, Stephanie, I want to thank you so much for your patience and for sharing your experience in the Leadership Institute. It was really awesome. Let's give them a round of applause. Pure and Simple is presented by the National Council for Marketing and Public Relations, an organization for marketing and PR professionals at the nation's two-year community colleges. For membership information, visit ncmpr.org. And don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review Pure and Simple wherever you get your podcasts.